This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Before we get into today's program, I would like to thank the thousands of listeners that have downloaded my podcasts. Podcast numbers have doubled in the last three months, and this has prompted me to set up an email account where you can ask questions and leave comments. Please contact me at vedicwisdom at protonmail.com. I will reply as appropriate as quickly as I can. Thank you again for listening, and now on to today's program. And thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I want to talk to you about atonement. Now, I've done a program on this before, and I'm going to take it from a different level than I did previously. Now, atonement means, I'm sorry, that one approaches the Lord depending on his religious ritualistic practices of his faith and submits himself to the Lord from the point of view I've done something wrong and I know it and it bothers me and I'm sorry and I'd like to atone and ask some forgiveness now according to the Vedic literature there's two the previous show I did I'll, I'll cover that first sorry the Vedic literature says that the Lord will excuse you and then you may go on with your life and at some point, sooner or later, you may do it again and the Lord will forgive you. And again, the third time, you did the same act again and the Lord will forgive you. And then you come to the platform of the third time and that's all right. But the fourth time, no. That you're not sincere in the Lord's eyes. You cannot go and ask for forgiveness for atonement and then do it again. And this is some of the confessional concepts. Just a right terrible person all week goes to the priest and says, I ask forgiveness. And the priest may prescribe some atonement measures. And the person's relieved from those sinful activities by God's grace. That can happen three times. But if this person is going on and on and on and on and on, not changing their character, not improving their behavior, simply going, oh, well, it doesn't matter what I do, I'll just ask for forgiveness on, on Sunday, it'll be cool. No. So that was a whole program I did on that concept and that position of trying to take advantage of the Lord's mercy as opposed to being responsible for your actions and improving your character and activities. Now this time, what I'm talking about here is the potency in atonement. Now, we're not going to doubt that the Lord forgives you for those sins and the atonement works. It does. Not repetitiously, we just covered that. But the issue here is, what are you getting purified from? And the answer is, you're getting purified from the reactions of those sinful acts you have come forward and said, I know that was wrong, I ask forgiveness. You're not getting purification, or excused, from all of the other things you do. There's not the potency in the method of atonement to totally purify the heart, to absolve one from the karmic reaction he's earned from the host of sinful activities, life after life after life after life. 
So the atonement process is real, and it is bona fide, and it does work, and it does help. But it is not ultimate or absolute. There may be sinful activities you performed that you didn't know you did. There may be sinful activities you've forgotten about. There may be sinful activities back in your previous lives that all of the reactions of those sinful activities are holding you accountable. And you have to suffer or enjoy the results of those activities. So what we're talking about now is what is the method that actually starts you gaining ground, getting off of the sinful reactions from previous problems, and then stabilizing yourself on a platform of acting without sinful activities. Now this is an intelligent analysis of how to improve the purification process. So the Vedic literature says that this is where you are supposed to seek a spiritual master to understand the science of these intricacies. But atonement is limited. It works, yes, but it's limited. So what is the method that is not limited? That it will purify you more and more and more again and again and again, on and on and on. You need to have something more potent than the atonement forgiveness cycle. So this means it has to be something that is prescribed from higher authority. It isn't something, some cycle, some method you can create. Because you can't forgive you and have it mean anything. You have to be forgiven by the authority that's holding you responsible for what you did. This is what responsibility means. The education system is falling down on this, not making anybody responsible. Look at the politicians. They don't have to take any responsibility. They're all going to go to hell and suffer for a very long period of time because they are denying they're responsible. But that does not change the implication. Similarly, you need to have something that actually changes the situation. You can't forgive you. You can't deny you did something bad. You have to learn what is the method that releases me from this contamination. And it can't be created by you. It's a higher authority method. You can accept it or reject it. You can believe it or not believe it, however you want to say that. But it is outside of your control. So, Levitic literature comes forward and talks about this. That the ritualistic ceremonies around atonement or the prescribed activities to induce this atonement. In the certain religions, you have to do certain acts or say certain things or go certain places. Or uh, There's a variety of different, in the different religious texts and ritualistic performances. But they're, again, they're limited. So where, where is the, what is the process that is not limited and available to you? Well, this is where the chanting of the Maha Mantra comes in. Now, I've got a little passage I want to read to you. This is a statement about the predicament that the living entities are in and the solution to that predicament. 
and it's being brought out to you in terms that is very clear and it shows you just how powerful the solution is the vibrating of the great mantra for deliverance the Hare Krishna mantra I'll read this to you, it's only a paragraph by following the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies or undergoing atonement sinful men do not become as purified as by chanting once the holy name of the Lord Hari. Although ritualistic atonement may free one from sinful reactions, it does not awaken devotional service, unlike the chanting of the Lord's names, which reminds one of the Lord's fame and qualities, attributes, pastimes, paraphernalia, associates, etc. The ritualistic ceremonies of atonement recommended in the religious scriptures are insufficient to cleanse the heart absolutely because after atonement, one's mind again runs toward material activities. Consequently, for one who wants liberation from the foodie reactions of material activities, karma, the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra or glorification of the name, fame, and pastimes of the Lord is recommended as the most perfect process of atonement because such chanting eradicates the dirt from one's heart completely. Now this is a very definitive series of statements but it hinges upon the concept that the atonement process doesn't cleanse the mind, the mind turns around and runs back into material conceptions of life and material activities. And so those sinful activities are caused again and again by the mind. And the atonement process is not strong enough to keep the mind from doing that. So when one understands and he glorifies the Lord, he comes to the platform that he understands his relationship with the Lord. It induces devotional service. Now we've covered many times on our program that service mentality is the superior consciousness for the human. Not selfish mentality, service mentality. That is the natural condition of the living entity. Irregardless of what species of life he takes birth in. His natural position is we are subservient, we are inferior to the grandeur of the Supreme Lord. We're not the same quantity of potency. He is great, we are small. So we are in a subordinate service mentality. That's normal. And if we adopt that mentality, this is called devotional service. We're devoted to the Supreme Lord as his servants, and we render service to his desires, not to ours. This platform of devotional service is induced by using the Maha Mantra. It is not induced by atonement. Please forgive me. It's a different status. So the chanting of the Maha Mantra has a higher potency than the process of atonement. So this is our program today. Encouraging you to understand the potency and the result of the relative potencies of the prescribed methods. Everybody knows one should be sorry, atone, for mistakes, for errors, for pain or anxiety one inflicts. But he needs to know that above that, the Maha Mantra purifies the mind and consciousness to where he becomes qualified and attracted to the service mentality, the purified state of mind, and induces him to render some service. 
Now again, we've discussed, service can begin very simply. Srila Prabhupada says service starts at hearing. Simply hearing about the service of the Lord. Hearing about the Vedic literature. Hearing about the glories of the Maha Mantra. This is the beginning. Hearing, chanting, remembering, worshipping, offering prayers, offering obeisances, offering some service, sacrificing something of yours for the satisfaction of the Supreme. This is the key in devotional service. It's selfless. It's very difficult for us living in this material world where everyone is crazy, totally insane with selfishness. Everywhere you go, from two months old, little kids that are born with the selfish mentality in them, which was given by the parents at uh, conception, they're born selfish. And they fit into the society that is simply practicing being selfish. We see it in every aspect, every sphere, every walk of life, people being selfish. Whether it's business, or it's education, or it's government, or it's politics, sociology, everybody is out for themselves. That's why the world is called the material world. That is why everyone is suffering here. That's why everybody goes, something's wrong. I can tell. I don't know what it is, but something's just not right. That's why. So we learn from this verse. We learn from this subject that there is something higher for the purification process to liberate you from the illusion, the bad association, the godless environment we're in, and that is the Maha Mantra and hearing the Vedic literature. Hear the mantra, chant the mantra. Hear the Vedic literature, contemplate the Vedic literature. Discuss the Vedic literature with other people studying it. It expands your understanding, expands your conscious awareness. It expands your ability to implement the methods and to employ the processes to their fullest effect. In this verse is one key word. It says, ritualistic atonement may free you from sinful reaction. It does not awaken devotional service. You do not become as purified as by chanting the holy name once. Okay? So if you're chanting the Holy Name constantly, regularly, daily, the same amount every day, this is how it starts. You chant the same amount every day. I chant it 50 times. I chant it a thousand times. Whatever, you chant the mantra every day. It starts up a vibration rate that purifies and changes your entire life. Your perspective, your point of view, your understanding, your goals, objectives, your selfishness are all altered by the potency in the holy name. Simply hearing it once is so powerful. Think about using it daily on a significant amount. Prabhupada says you should chant at least 16 rounds a day. Six, a round is 108 mantras, 16 of those. That's the minimum to become his disciple. And at initiation, the spiritual master agrees to take the rest of your sinful actions from you and burn those up because you've qualified for more causeless mercy that comes from the spiritual master, who is the empowered representative of the Lord for the deliverance of the living entities in this age. So this process is totally auspicious. If you simply adopt it, starting with hearing, and ensure it through chanting, and sustain it, through reading, hearing, chanting, and reading, and eating Krishna 
prashadam, foodstuff offered to Krishna. These four things, it is so auspicious that the spiritual master says you are guaranteed success. You can go back home, back to Godhead at the end of your life. This one. Not more lies, not birth after birth after birth. Stop. Okay, stop. So at the end of this life, perfection. Who doesn't want perfection? Who doesn't want freedom from this anxiety? This situation is so amazing that everybody here in the material world is suffering, and yet the illusion is so strong, everybody thinks they're happy, content. I'm not satisfied with my lot. You see that. You can look at someone and go, my God, your life is such a mess. Well, I'm happy. There's a story in the Vedic literature that Indra, the king of heaven, was cursed by a great sage to take life as a pig. He took birth as a pig. And they came to him and said, okay, you don't have to be the pig anymore. You're the king of heaven. He's going, no, no, I'm, I'm happy here. I don't want to go back. It's okay. I'm happy here. All the demigods were shocked to hear his comment. What? You're happy wallowing in mud? you got to be kidding. That's how strong the illusion of the material world is. There's people sitting around playing on their phone, doing total waste of time crap, and they're happy. They don't care. They're happy. Deny God, deny responsibility, deny anything but to be happy is the goal of life. This is ignorance. This is condemned in the Vedic literature. You are not here to have a good time. This is the illusion. This is what the society is doing to keep you suffering. You're not here to enjoy. This is not the process. Sense enjoyment is to be frowned upon, minimized. Minimum amount of sense enjoyment, maximum amount of consciousness development. There is a lot of things that need to be developed. You need to purify yourself from sinful reactions. You need to develop your consciousness and awareness of Vedic knowledge. Develop the understanding of the principles, creation, maintenance, manifestation, reincarnation, exploitation, development, spiritual world, spiritual involvement, transcendental love of God. You need to know all of that so you can render your service purely and to the satisfaction of the Supreme selflessly. Then you're talking perfection. That is what the Vedic wisdom is about. It is teaching you what is perfection. This is the greatest science, the topmost knowledge on the planet. You have to use your free will. You have to get out of your hang-ups. You have to get off of your standard treadmill. I do the same thing all the time, every day. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't come over and talk right now. I have to do the same thing I did 600 days in a row, okay? Hello. This repetitious life of merry-go-round, squirrel cage existence is not normal. It's part of the plan of the society, it's part of the plan of the controllers, the governance methodology. The whole thing is to keep everybody in a repetitive cycle of wasting their lifespan. And then we say to someone, just chant the Mahamata. Oh, but that's repetitive. I don't believe in it. Your life is repetitive. And we give you a method that you should easily adapt, because it's repetitive too, and it gets you out, and you say, oh, can't. This is the same thing as Indra. King Indra was a pig, and they said, you don't have to be a pig anymore. I said, no, it's okay, I'm happy here. You're not happy here. You're getting, you're talented at not looking at how you really feel. Denial. Arrogance. Ignorance. Mischievous mentality selfishness, anger, frustration, greed keeps you thinking you're happy as a pig. 
The Vedic literature is here to wake you out of this misconception. You're not joyful. You're not constantly, evanescently, over the moon, happy all the time. And that's your normal state. Everything we see in this material world, everybody dragging their chin around the ground, everybody head down, everybody not talking, everybody all confused, everybody having their own anxiety, everybody watching a screen. It's not normal. None of it is normal. Now the trend is everybody talking about zombies because the drugs are addictive drugs. They're bringing in opiate drugs and pharmaceuticals and the doctors are giving opiate drugs to huge portion of the human population now. And they're addicted to an opiated state. Terrible. The media, the news, it's lies. It's concocted. It's staged. It's deception. It's denial of the truth. It's to completely keep you in illusion. Everything. The television. They wind you up at the beginning of the news program and take your mind under control. You see these things on television. Uh, some mind control guy gets up there, magician guy, and he makes everybody bark like dogs and run around and scratch and howl and act all sorts of weird things because he took a few minutes to hypnotize them, waving his hand or a few noises or a few keywords or whatever. He hypnotizes them. They act like dogs. They don't even know they did. He snaps his fingers. They go, woof, woof, woof. The same thing happens every time the news show comes on. The introductory intro into the news that you watch, the music and the movement of all the wheels and gears and gizmos, is hypnotism. Mechanical hypnotism. You're hypnotized, you listen to the news program, and when the news program is over, they undo it. The same methodology, just like the magician clapping his hands, wake up. The news program is over. You got all this crap put into your head and into your subconscious and you believe it to be true. You think you're the barking dog. I mean, society is completely lost. They don't even know that this hypnotism is going on in the television set. They think, what's the problem? Just watching the news. You fool. We quit being the news a long, long time. So you need help. You're comatose, hypnotized, contaminated. You have all sorts of difficulties. You're not happy. You're getting old. You're wasting your lifetime. You're confused. You don't understand right from wrong anymore. You're in denial. How are you going to fix it? How are you going to overcome these things? The Vedic literature says there is no other way. There is no other way. There is no other way. Repeated three times for emphasis. Then the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. That is the only thing on the planet powerful enough to overcome these influences we're talking about. That you are living in. That I am living in. Use the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. It's a tool. Vibrate it. It works. You will change. You will grow. You will come back to using your lifespan efficiently and effectively. Everybody's wasting their life. You don't necessarily know. Everything you have, everything you own, leaves at death. You have no control. Everything is gone, wiped out. Your house, your car, your friends, your family, your bank balance, your memory, it's all wiped at death. Gone. So you need to recognize that there's something bigger, something vitally important to wasting time on these things and not solving the real questions of life and understanding how to act to free yourself from the cycle of birth and death. This gain and loss, gain and loss, gain and loss. This is the Maha Mantra. This is the Vedic literature. This is the mercy of the spiritual master. This is the causeless mercy of the Lord. Above atonement. 
above anything you can do with your own energies. You are freed by higher authority. Learn the method. This is the right method to purify you, me, and everyone else in this particular life. There is no difficulty if you accept the right process. That process is the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. It delivers you from all the sinful reactions, knowingly or unknowingly committed, for many, many lifetimes. and brings you back to your true status of life. Love of God. Service of God. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.